Everywhere on Earth, humans tell stories of dragons. These myths and legends can vary wildly from place to place, of course. In Europe, the common image is a large reptilian creature with four limbs as well as wings, usually breathing fire and stealing maidens. In East Asia, creatures called Ryu in Japanese have become synonymous with dragons. These dragons are longer, even more serpentine creatures, with no wings but flying in a more mystical, magical way. In ancient mythologies as disparate as Norse and Hindu, there were enormous serpents, which can be considered the precursors to dragons in both cases. What dragons have in common across almost all cultures is that, among all magical beings, they hold a special place at the top. This is reflected in a lot of fantasy media. In Monster Hunter, most of the monsters and wyverns are treated as part of the natural world, but dragons are something different and more powerful. Dragons are given similarly mythic prominence in Dark Souls, Game of Thrones, Dragon Ball, the list goes on. Pokemon also treats dragon as a very special kind of magical creature particularly early on. I'm Luke Summerhays, and I love Dratini. It has become a tradition in Pokemon games to feature a rare, pseudo-legendary monster. Located late in the Pokedex, extremely rare to find, requiring a long training to evolve, but ultimately becoming one of the most powerful Pokémon in the game. In many ways, they are more difficult to have on your team than the traditional legendaries, who at least stay in one place and are already in their final forms. The original trendsetters for this concept are the Dragon family of Dratini, Dragonair and Dragonite and even to this day, they maintain an air of mystique. Dratini is a cute little blue serpent with big round eyes and fluffy white wings on the side of its face, much more akin to the Japanese and Chinese image of a dragon than the Western image. The Japanese name is Miniryu, which means the same as the English name, a teeny dragon. At this stage, it isn't especially powerful or impressive, says the Ultra Sun Pokedex. It's still weak, so it lurks on the floor of bodies of water, eating whatever food sinks down and living a quiet life. Like Jormungandr, the giant serpent and arch-nemesis of Thor in Norse myth, Dratini is constantly growing. Ruby and Sapphire's Pokedex explains, Dratini continually molts and sloughs off its old skin. It does so because the life energy within its body steadily builds to reach uncontrollable levels. What really makes Dratini stand out is its rarity. In the games, Dratini has always been fairly difficult to locate. In the original Red and Blue, 
It could be bought for an extortionate sum from the game corner, or else fished in the safari zone with extremely low regularity. Since then, it has always been extremely rare. This is reflected in the Pokedex entries, many of which say things like, Long considered a mythical Pokemon. Until recently, when a small colony was found living underwater. Or, it is called the Mirage Pokemon, because so few have seen it. Its shed skin has been found. In the anime, Dratini made its debut in an episode which never reached Western audiences. In the episode, an overzealous Safari Zone warden protects the secret of Dratini's existence with gratuitous gun use. Dratini wouldn't appear in the dub until we met Claire at the tail end of the Johto series. At level 30, Dratini evolves into Dragonair. Dragonair has an elegant, beautiful style and grace to it. Longer and sleeker than Dratini, with a prominent gem on its neck and more on the end of its tail. These gems reference famous dragons from Japanese myth. In some stories, young serpents must catch a special gem to become a true dragon. In others, a princess tasks warriors with bringing her the dragon's gem. According to the Ruby and Sapphire Pokedex, these gems are used by Dragonair to unleash its power. Dragonair stores an enormous amount of energy inside its body. It is said to alter weather conditions in its vicinity by discharging energy from its crystals on its neck and tail. This ability to manipulate weather is key to Dragonair's lore. Many of the Pokedex entries describe it. Red and Blue says, A mystical Pokémon that exudes a gentle aura has the ability to change climate conditions. While Crystal said, it is called the Divine Pokemon. When its entire body brightens slightly, the weather changes. In the anime, although Dragonair appeared alongside Dratini in the never-translated Safari Zone episode, it made its dub debut at the end of Pikachu's Rescue Adventure, where it appeared at the climax to dispel the storm which had been endangering Pikachu and friends. Interestingly, Dragonair's Japanese name Hakuryu, which pretty much means White Dragon, is taken from the hugely important and influential Chinese tale Journey to the West, in which it was the name of a dragon character. Dragonair is long and blue and resembles a very eastern idea of a dragon. Because of this, fans have long speculated that in some early draft of Pokemon, Dragonair would have evolved into Gyarados, and Magikarp into Dragonite. This is very clearly wrong with anything more than a cursory glance. Magikarp and Gyarados have the same lips, the same moustache, and the same very complex segmented design. Dragonair and Dragonite have a continuity in their rounded, smooth shape and overall gentle style. Really, people who support this theory are judging the situation entirely on skin colour and are therefore racists. At level 55, Dragonair bridges the gap between the Japanese Ryu and the European Dragon when it evolves into Dragonite.
Dragonite has a kind of cute, friendly, almost dopey look, resembling Pete's Dragon or Puff the Magic Dragon more than a terrifying and powerful beast of legend. It has grown a full set of limbs, standing upright and bipedal, with small wings on its back. Despite its cute appearance and friendly demeanour, Dragonite is a genuine force to be reckoned with. The Pokedex entries are extremely complimentary, painting Dragonite as one part deity, one part kaiju, and one part superman. Pokemon Stadium's Pokedex says, has intelligence on par with people. This Sea Guardian is said to be capable of flying around the globe in 16 hours. Pokemon Gold says, It is said that this Pokemon constantly flies over the immense seas and rescues drowning people. Ruby and Sapphire says, It is a kind-hearted Pokemon that leads lost and foundering ships in a storm to the safety of land. Pokemon Ultra Sun said, It flies over raging seas as if they were nothing. Observing this, a ship's captain dubbed this Pokemon the Sea Incarnate. Whereas Pokemon Moon takes a slightly darker turn. Incur the wrath of this normally calm Pokemon at your peril, because it will smash everything to smithereens before satisfied. Dragonite is inextricably associated with Lance, the Dragon-type Elite Four member and Johto champion. In Gold and Silver, he had three on his team. He famously even has a Dragonite under level 55 in his first appearance, something which players at the time couldn't acquire. Oddly, there is another Pokémon which Dragonite resembles more than its own family or Magikarp. Dragonite weirdly looks a lot like Charizard. They have a very similar structure and almost identical colouring, right down to the blue inner wing. I don't believe there's anything more to it than two vaguely similar designs being standardised when Ken Sugimori drew the entire Pokedex, but it does fit the lore of Charizard being a kind of drake, a mortal reptile imitating a dragon. Dragonite's appearances in the anime have been in keeping with its status. It first appeared as a shadowy giant, visiting a lighthouse in a dark storm at night. This gargantuan dragon is never seen in full, and never named. Perhaps more famously, Dragonite acts as Mewtwo's messenger in the first movie, racing from place to place and ploughing headfirst into Team Rocket's frying pan. On the competitive scene, Dragonite has a weird history. Early on, its stats were phenomenal, but it was let down by the fact that there were no Dragon-type moves to give it a same type attack bonus. Its four-time weakness to Ice also didn't help, in a metagame dominated by Blizzard. Over time, changes in the game have helped it, like the introduction of more useful moves, and especially the physical and special split in Generation 4. On the other hand, some decisions have hindered it. In early Nintendo Cup tournaments, only one level 55 Pokemon could be included in a team, and trying to take that spot from Tyranitar was a big ask. Later video game competitions only allowed level 50, which initially barred Dragonite from entry. This system evolved so the Pokemon of any level could enter and be scaled to level 50, 
but by then, several generations of more impressive pseudo-legendaries had usurped the original king, with more interesting typings, move pools, and stat spreads. Dragonite is, and probably always will be, a beloved Pokemon. It unites Dragon Myths from both sides of the globe, and it proves that with many different media and with rich lore, the minute mechanics of the elaborate video game meta, understood by a small subset of fans, doesn't entirely define a Pokemon's identity. It may not be top of the top tier on Smogon, but in the hearts and minds of Pokemon fans, this dragon is a true legend. Music for Luke Loves Pokemon is composed by Jonathan Cromie. Artwork for the show is by Katie Groves. Dragonite was designed by Shigeki Morimoto. The podcast is hosted on SoundCloud and kept there by supporters on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash lukelovespkmn if you want to help out. And for only $1 a month, you can listen to episodes a week early. If you want to get in touch, the show can be found on Twitter and Facebook at lukelovespkmn. Next week we'll be covering Mewtwo, and the week after that, Mew. And don't forget, we're covering Generation 8 Monsters on Thursdays. I love Dragonite. And remember, I love you too.